0: Hi there! Welcome to OT's Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet-choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice. And raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OTs Get Paid podcast, episode 48. Today, we are meeting with one of our money to spare CEOs. You don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay. Go take our OTs get paid quiz. We created this quiz so that you can find out where you are leaving money on the table and what the next steps are to grow your Business. This is completely free. And if you're not in any of our coaching programs yet, this is a way that you can access the information for where you need to go next. We have some amazing OTs out there who are in our community who are money to spare CEOs. That means they are totally dialed in on how to increase profit, clarity, and impact, and they are scaling their business. When you take the quiz and you get your results of money to spare CEO, I encourage people who find themselves at this level to reach out and join our 100K club or our mastermind and book a podcast call with me. And Cheryl did. For many OTs who are starting and growing their biz, they think that everything has to be really splashy and perfect. And they get caught up in overwork and perfect plans and being on this like, treadmill and thinking they have to be tireless. And Cheryl hasn't. Cheryl has grown her business in this beautifully organic way, including, and really importantly, what to do when your personal life comes in and, you know, affects how you show up at work every day. So if you want to hear how a six-figure OT grew her business slowly, organically, and with lots and lots of bumps in the road, then this is the episode for you. Welcome Cheryl. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so glad we're about to have this conversation and I can't wait to jump in. Uh, You said the greatest thing before we hit record, which was, I'm totally excited about this because this is just a conversation between you and I that's recorded. And that's one of the things I love about doing a podcast is bringing forward all the great conversations that I get to have in my job and allowing more people to hear the amazing OTs we have in our space. So thank you for being one of them. Okay, let's jump in. How do you get paid? Meaning, tell us about you and what you do.
1: Great. Well, my name is Cheryl Albright. I'm the owner, CEO, and founder of Soul to Soul Yoga and All Ages Therapy Services in Sarasota, Florida. So I own a yoga-based occupational therapy practice.
0: And how long have you been an OT for? Hard to, It's a hard hard thing to even say almost
1: 20 years. Yeah. It'll be 19 years this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you always Ooh. know you wanted to do pediatrics?
1: No, not necessarily. I have an older brother with autism, so I knew I was going to go into the therapy world somehow. I just didn't know. So I picked universities that had OT, PT, and speech because I didn't know which one I wanted. And to be quite honest, OT was still a bachelor's degree, so I took mm-hmm. the path of least resistance <laughs> To get schooling done and out. Yeah. What school was that? East Carolina University. So go Pirates.
0: (laughs) Go Pirates. See, so I love love getting more detail because I think there's people out there that are like, oh, I don't, you know, people can fall into things. People can choose for a practical reason why going into OT as well and look how well it worked out for you. Tell us a bit about Soul, Soul, like that whole, like, you know, fist on the table moment of what made you say, there's got to be a better way. I'm going to show up and do something different. Tell us about that.
1: You know, when I was in school, I was kind of like, and now what? And now what? Like, and now what am I supposed to be doing? And so like most new grads, you end up in a skilled nursing facility or someplace that you really aren't maybe 100% passionate about, but it pays the bills. And then you just kind of keep going. And in 2009, I was in my advance for occupational therapy when it was still paper. So I'm going to date myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it used to come in the mail. And in it was a course called Yoga for the Special Child. And it was like, oh, a week in Sarasota, Florida. Well, that sounds lovely. I'll just slide down there and check it out. And not knowing what in the world I had just walked into, because this is a whole different World vocabulary, things I didn't remotely understand. And even after that first course, I went home and was like, okay, well, I can feel it on me. Let me try it with just a couple of people. So I was working at a school and I had one student that happened to have Rett syndrome, which is a rare genetic condition. And you know, mom's biggest concern at the time was what if there's an emergency and we have to get up and down off the ground and we can't do that anymore. And luckily for her, she was still ambulating at the time because a lot of girls don't. And so I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. I'll try this. And we progressed, which is unheard of in the Reds world (laughs) is that we made some gains and I was just kind of like, okay, all right, well, let's keep going, keep trying this. And So then I was able to do traveling therapy for a long time. I did that for about three and a half years, and I tried it on other people's dimes. Meanwhile, still taking trainings from yoga for the best child, and I would take a little bit of time and take it home. And I kept working in all these settings, and I said, hmm, okay, interesting. And so then I just kept going, and then the more I kept going, the more I realized I didn't fit into these boxes. That the therapy world was trying to fit me into. And so I was like, okay, took a travel contract, see if I liked Sarasota, Florida or not. I highly recommend travel to anybody that wants to build experience. It's so much fun. But yeah, I was like, okay. And my husband was able to get a job. So I was like, all right, we're going to stay here for a little while. Let's give it a go. And I don't think it was more of a fist on the table. It was kind of like, well, let me try this on the side and see how it goes. And it quickly went from Saturdays to Saturdays and evenings to, oh, no, now I need to go part-time. And then the part-time turned into full-time and so on. So it was very slow. I mean, it's been about six years. So the first three, I'd say, were I was working for somebody else.
0: Okay. So I love this. And again, what I love is that I get asked some very similar questions and one of the questions that I often get asked or I hear people say incorrectly is, well, I have to know what I'm gonna do, or I have to have this amazingly perfect website or business or you know, clinic, or I need to be, you know, the most certified, the biggest expert in a particular area before. I can even start thinking about getting paid for that or even start thinking about putting it out there. And I feel that the way that you did it is one of the healthiest ways because it's incredibly organic.
1: Yeah. I. It was like I still needed a paycheck and benefits, right? So I didn't, not that I skipped the feast and famine mode, but like it wasn't, feasty. <laughs> I still had health insurance and I still, yeah. you know, and it didn't feel as scarce. Yeah. And there are times where I worked a lot of hours yes, for sure. And so it's not, you know, sometimes that's not conducive if you have small children and things like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. in my case, it was like, okay, my husband was very supportive. So it was like, oh well, let's just see what happens. And away it went. I didn't have a studio. To begin with, I didn't have a clinic. I didn't, you know, it kept the overhead really low. My website was Wix that was dragged and dropped and completely messy. So it was, that wasn't the point. I didn't have Facebook until I started personally, until I started the business. <laughs> and I quickly heard from parents. They're like, we need to be able to stalk you.
0: <laughs> like, we need to know
1: <laughs> that you're an actual like, human. Yep. And so I was like, okay. <laughs> so personal and business <laughs> Facebook pages came out of that and then so on and so forth. So it wasn't all in all at once. Yeah. The one thing I liked about having the job, especially here in Florida, was that I learned insurance. I learned what needed to happen. I, you know, I used it as it's not like a stepping stone. Like, what do I need to know that I don't know and still get paid for it? <laughs> exactly. So, like, why, why skip that part? And so, you know, there's people that reach out to me a lot, too. They're like, oh, you know, can I pick your brain? And I need to have a system to get paid for that. That's a different conversation. <laughs> um, but, but it's like, well, how would you do it? And I'm like, because patient, strategic, learn the lay of the land, start networking, like all the things that people, I think, the patience part, I think is what's missing. They
0: just want to jump right in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm yes. down. I'm down. <laughs> well, there's a, a lot of pressure. And you you right. often spend a lot of money and waste a lot of time when you feel that you have to do it all perfectly. And I see this, I see these beautiful, beautiful steps. And in your case as well, you followed the scent of a modality that you thought would be really interesting. You know, you didn't like decide one day, I'm going to open up this incredibly successful yoga for kids, you know, yeah. uh business. And That It's just so normal the way you did it. Like it's so kind of like, I hate the word normal. Why did I say the word normal? I think what I mean is like it's just so, it's kind of common sense, right? And you don't have to have this huge entrepreneurial spirit in your gut. You don't have to have, I wish you guys could see Cheryl's eyes because she's like, no. (laughs) You know, you don't have to have like, I'm going to be the very best at this. You can truly just follow a path of interest until one day you look back, even like you're like, I'm going to try this on a few children. I'm going to try this with a few families. Oh, gosh. Wow. That worked. And that is a really incredibly healthy way to build a business. So I love that you described that because I I can, I'm trying to think like the listener to Cheryl, right? And point it out like, hey, guys, hey, everyone listening, take note.
1: So, so, hopefully, more yoga for the special ch- child practitioners are listening because they're constantly. Yes. They said, Oh, if you want to talk business and OT, go call her instead. And oh,
0: like, go call Cheryl. Eh? Yeah.
1: Perfect. I'm, like, I'm like, okay. So, now you can start a coaching program. Who knows?
0: But uh, well, yeah, you can share this with them too, right? Right, right. Perfect. Like, calm, calm down. Just It's okay. Okay. Tell us about income. Let's talk income and some real numbers. So what are you making in terms of income and what are some of your goals going forward?
1: So last year we hit 136,000. This is rough numbers off the top of my head. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hello. Um, years prior to that, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that later, but it went from like 30 to 50 to... I mean, there was a gradual. It didn't just go, wham, here's $130,000. No, that's, in, that's not in my pocket. That's the business, right? And yes. so roughly, I think I did the numbers last. So around eleven dollars to $12,000 a month is usually what comes in. My goals are to eventually double that. So mm-hmm. instead of having 130, I think let, for this year I said 175. And mm-hmm. then for the following year 250. So keeping it in the spirit of how it has progressed to this point and not some crazy lofty number and not, you know, we all have to get paid. We all have to eat. We all have to and with that 130 is my own payroll. Like I I was
0: gonna ask about that.
1: I pay myself. Uh, I have two very part-time CODA contractors. I have a very pretty M OTR. If I can't get somewhere, she can pick up an eval at this point and two yoga teachers. And I don't like to say just because they have a plethora of experience and one was a special ed teacher for 20 years. And, you know, so I have have a really nice team at this point, um, both contractors and employees. And then my... COO is what I graduated her up to. She is my one that does everything operations, keeps Perfect. me organized, somehow is doing her bridge program from OTA to OTR at the same time while keeping me aligned <laughs> and focused uh, on what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah, it's with all those people being fed, most of that goes payroll. So,
0: yes. Do you have mm-hmm. profit left over after that?
1: So historically, yes. last year I was able to purchase the building I'm sitting in. So the profit margin right now is really small, but eventually it is an asset too. So eventually it will burp itself back up. But for right now, it's just kind of,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: but it's, it's two different businesses. So the way the attorney is asking to structure it is a different LLC owns the building. Mm -hmm. To spread out the liability. Mm
0: -hmm. So that was that's where my profit went. So (laughs) well, you know, let's let's not skip over that. So again, different people listen with different knowledge base. So what I want people to hear is that in the 136k gross, that's you know, all the billing that happens all year, Cheryl is able to pay herself. Pay her per diems and her contractors and pay her COO. And then after that, so payroll, any operations like, you know, oh gosh, buying, you know, materials and Google G Suite and, you know, your billing software and these kinds of things, right? So after all that is said and done, including Cheryl paying herself, which is really important. So I'm really glad you said that there is money left over and that's a profit. And a lot of businesses are evaluated in terms of how successful they are, not in terms of how much they're grossing necessarily or how much the owner's getting paid, but in what is that profit margin. And that's something that I talk about with the people who are in 100K club or the OTs get paid mastermind, because that's a really important number to know as you're getting more efficient in your business, as you're growing and scaling. And so again... I'm explaining away for the people that are listening that are like, I'm not 100% sure I get that because I want you to, because we're the OTs get paid podcasts. Like, that's part of my job, right? So, you know, Cheryl has this profit left over, and people often say, like, sure, it's sitting there. So what? You know, you can save for a rainy day, you can have an emergency fund, you can let it grow, and then invest that back into the business. And that's exactly what Cheryl did in this power move. And it's an asset. And there's a difference between money that you pay yourself, like a salary or a dividend or a bonus or whatever, that you then use to pay your mortgage and send your kids to soccer and da-da-da-da-da, buy your groceries. And then this profit that sits in the bank that how are you going to invest it back in your company? And that's an asset. And you'll hear me talk about assets growing wealth. You can't grow wealth on the back of your OT paycheck. Well, most of us can't. Even the guy down the road can't. Like, you know, it's and it's not about saving on lattes or like buying the cheapest program for your EMR. It's about how much profit you have left over and how can you use that profit to then create more assets. And that is like so flip and inspirational to so many people that are listening, Cheryl. So like massive. But the profit actually isn't
1: in soul to soul. Whatever is left over. From the building, and so it's just like switching bank accounts, right? so mm-hmm, it goes exactly. into the other bank account once insurance, your general liability insurance is paid, the mortgage is paid, and the business tax minimal mm-hmm. is paid, whatever is left, so the profit is actually in sold <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a different mm-hmm. umbrella hey, companies that-
0: hey trish yes, Ashley, as an o t entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing. I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay. So where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. That's the same thing. Exactly. I mean, that's the way that the accountants wanted you to structure it, right? Or the lawyers wanted you to structure it. I understand the nitty gritty. And I also don't want to lose the big picture of like, you know, you had enough of what I would have always thought in the olden days was a cushion, right? Like I talked to a lot of OT entrepreneurs and they're like, I don't know. I just like to open my bank account and always see an extra 25 grand in there. I'm like, that's pretty cool. After all is said and done, what do you want to do with that? You know? And maybe they've been in business for five years and they're like, I don't know. I just like seeing that number. And you're like, okay, <laughs> let's talk my, about my it. My sweet spot is 10, but yeah, I understand. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, definitely. I mean, this is people that were in business for a long time and didn't really know what to do with that profit. But, oh, Cheryl, oh, I love this. That's what makes you like a money to spare CEO. It's such a bold move. Okay, so I have a question about growth. Let's still talk about these numbers. So I love how you're saying you're 136 for 2021. Your goal, if I understood correctly, for 2022 is 175, and then 2023 is 250. So I know there's people out there that are saying, okay, so how does she do that? Like, are you just going to see another 30 kids a week and work 14 hours a day? Like, that's not what we promote either. So tell us, what are your plans to get there?
1: I've started. I think the last time we talked, I was training uh, OTA. So she also works home health, so I can gradually build her up as the other caseload goes down, kind of like just like what I did. So I Mm -hmm. found somebody that was able and focused to do that, and so I'm not personally seeing any more children. It's like she's I keep pointing out to the door. I know people can't yeah, see me, but I keep saying exactly. there's, <laughs> there's a session going on right now. Okay, got it. That I'm not involved in yes, exactly. So that's so, an
0: agency model. So you're hiring other. You're buying back your time and hiring people out to see those.
1: Sure. Part two. By the end of this uh, quarter, I have been asked to speak at different conferences and things. And so getting those trainings recorded mm-hmm. and up on my website is either, I don't hundred percent know how it's going to look yet, but I have the software in place because my scheduler can also be like a membership site, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why I picked it. And so then my CEUs that people could purchase ones I've already done a million times and I know I can record mm-hmm. and just pop up there and then others. So you've taken this yoga training and now what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. More of the business end of things along with a workbook. And I don't know 100% know what that is going to look like, or it's not important. Just by the end of this quarter, those things are recorded and up. Beautiful. And then we'll figure out the
0: rest later. I love so much of what you just said. So you're launching imperfectly. You're like, I don't know exactly. I also love the idea that you're like, you're basing your numbers on some reality. You're not like, I want to make 500 next year, which would also be fine. But what you're doing is you're reverse engineering it and you're setting, you know, modest achievable goals based on the data that you had throughout the previous years. And you're also saying, how can I make that happen? What is another revenue stream that I can Access because you have a few in Soul to soul right now, don't you? Why don't yeah. you talk a little bit about the different offers that you have in Soul to Soul?
1: So I have your traditional OT pay per service kind of model. We can bill uh, certain insurance carriers. One thing I had to make a difficult decision on was to stop taking commercial policies here in the US. Aetna literally paid me 44 cents and I said, mm. I'm done. So You're
0: kidding. That's egregious. That should be illegal.
1: Should be. Yes. So
0: I Canadian. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I still take the government policies because actually they're not as difficult to deal with as some people may think, at least in the state of Florida. So you're Medicare, Medicaid, CMS, which is Children's Medical Services, and so Tricare, the government, military insurance. So I will take those. I'm still in network with those, but I'm not touching the marketplace. And that's for that reason. And Honestly, even their out-of-network stuff that I had to agree to was not. I was I was just done. Mm-hmm. So from that, there's actually been an increase in the cash pay. I will provide mm-hmm. superbill if needed. I took her name just went out of my brain. Marika, Marika, Marika. Austin's um, package, yes. And so now we have that going. We had our first package bought the other day, so that was super
0: exciting. Hooray! Highly <laughs> recommended resource.
1: yeah highly recommend (laughs) she Mm -hmm. ever opens that cart back up um it's what I'm recommending to anybody that wants to start this model is I wish I kind of would have started there but anyway so we've got package pricing on the yoga side we have group yoga instruction kind of like a studio it's more specialized though it's not you know if you want I'm going to, I'm just going to say a rich white lady privilege. I am not it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just finished a class before we hit record. It was, you know, individuals that had a traumatic brain injury. It, it feels very like OT group esque, just with a different framework. Mm-hmm. And so it's a limited mobility class. If you don't feel like getting up and down off the floor, it's for you. Mm-hmm. And is kind of how I've marketed it. And so there's group homes and people that will come into So there's kind of that more what people think of the traditional yoga studio model, but also with the package pricing, not as like a membership, because I don't always run those. You know what I mean? So like the offerings change enough. So it's just like specific for that. If you're going to come to this class, here are the prices for one. Here's the prices for a month. Here's the prices for three. I also do speaking and training I'm either contracted through other companies or I provide courses myself. I've partnered with local PBA associations to hold events and things like that. So I'm certified in the state of Florida through CE Broker to provide continuing education. And so I would say that is a chunk of the revenue as well. So I've spread it out over different things. I would like to see the speaking go up, to be quite honest. But when you're treating all the time, it's hard to
0: focus on it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know? (laughs) Tell me how many hours a week you're working. I've gotten better. Good.
1: (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. It was around 80
0: (laughs) and constantly
1: going. Uh, Right now, I'd say maybe 50, 55, depending on the week. I've cut way back. Like I said, as soon as I got somebody up and trained, it was like, okay. Exhale. Great. <laughs> Exhale. And so I've got somebody to cover too, which is nice. So I'm not yeah. canceling when I'm, you yes. know, so I think that's going to have an impact on overall revenue as well. So I'm not constantly having to cancel, cancel, cancel. So on Fridays when I want to take a course that's over the weekend, you know, I'm not losing a day. Absolutely. And so I think that'll help with how it swings.
0: So what I'm hearing is that you are working in your business, and by that I mean you're part of fulfillment, you're part of the deliverables, you are billing, and you're not billing and generating income simply in that traditional kind of one-on-one or group model. You're also another revenue stream that you talked about, which is a deliverable, which is fulfillment, is education. And so talk to me just off the top of your head, what percentage of the time would you be working on your business versus in your business, like the time you're planning and you're looking over revenue and sales goals and building out new products or offers rather versus deliverable billing, etc. I
1: would say it's probably 75, 25. As 75 right in,
0: 25 on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I would like to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you're on your way. I mean, I really do. I think you're setting yourself up for great success. This is just like, you're almost doing it picture perfectly, like the way that I think people grow solid, slow businesses. I also, I've talked to Raina about this and Raina right now is offering, you know, build a Course, do a side hustle. And I've told her flat out, like, I don't actually agree that everybody should have one of these. And I said, I'm actually going to go on the record and say that. I hope that's okay. She's like, it's good. We love each other. But I really feel as though there's a time and a place for that. And you are a real example of that in the sense that you have systems, you have some team, you have, you know, you are past that kind of feast and famine, as you said, you're not as worried about the phone ringing. You have the wheels turning, right? You know what you're going to be making each month. Like there's people out there, Cheryl, that would die to be able to say, not just the number, not just 10 to 12K a month, but the no, that's what's coming in a month, right? That's pretty great stuff.
1: I think it was early business coaching. To be honest, I probably hired a high ticket coach way too early. Okay. However. However, yes. I mean, what I was bringing in a month, I was essentially paying her. Yes. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It was, it. that was feast and famine, but I still had a job.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good
1: point. So, Good point. you know, it was still kind of like, okay, well, I remember the smartest thing my husband ever said to me is I came home and he's like, you drank the Kool-Aid. And I was like, I did. <laughs> I did. And he was like, well, we can't afford it. So you need to figure out how the business that is, is going to pay for it.
0: expensive Kool-Aid.
1: And it lit a fire. It was like, okay, well, now I gotta figure it, he's right, like <laughs> figure this out. And knowing my numbers was one of her, like, yes. you're gonna know these things and you're gonna know how many calls you need to make. And you know, and not everything she taught was uh hundred percent applicable to what, but I think I'm a pretty smart cookie. And so I was able to apply yeah. things and then just ignore the stuff that really didn't she does a lot of coaches and consultants and, you know, I wasn't really in that kind of nope. business. So I was like, okay, well, she's telling these people to do this, to find clients. And I just, you know, I need to just go figure it out. And so each month had a different focus and I will never forget the networking month
0: was yes. like, go to
1: 10 networking events this month wow, and tough. then come back. Right? So I'm working, <laughs> running around and running to chamber events and doing this and women's groups and they're like, start talking about what you do. Where is it landing with people? Are and I will never, you know, we look at body language all the time as OT. So we kind of in the head tilt. I'm like, you're not my people. And like <laughs> I just walk away. It's like, oh, yoga. And I'm like, bye. Bye. <laughs> <Cheryl>. <laughs> I was like, okay, that didn't land with you. Okay. So we're next time I run into you, I'm gonna present it a little bit different and see if it, you know, lands. Not here, but like in the gut, you know, and it's still a work in progress. Like I still...
0: What amazing advice. I have a few clients. I have a few one-on-one clients right now. And, you know, actually it's not just them. They're just the most recent people I have in my head and they laugh about it. They'll agree. But one of the things I see, we all have our... No matter how many times we're told that your riches are in your niches or no matter how many times we're told that like direct referrals, getting in front of people, working on your messaging out loud, networking, whatever you may call it, or all of the above. (laughs) I swear people will just post an IG reel instead. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. And yet it's still not getting out there. (laughs) And that's not the stickiest thing that you can be doing, right? Like, how many hours has have a client? and I do have one client right now who's laughing. She's like, "I know instead of calling the place that we know where I could find business, I decided to make a canva post instead. <laughs> but it's true. it's it's easier. Like it's what you did is harder, and I
1: think had I not had that training, I probably wouldn't. I'd probably still, it'd still be on the side and being a hobby, as she mm-hmm. called it. And like, you know, just kind An of expensive, you know, hobby. expensive hobby, expensive um, Kool-Aid hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, expensive Kool-Aid. However, I really do think it did lay a really good foundation and roadmap and, you know, it got me to a certain point and it introduced me to a world of people I didn't understand. I didn't know. I was like, coach, like, what are they talking about? Like a sport? I had no clue that that world even existed, or that was even a choice. Right. And so now I have these friends all over the planet that I can reach out to. And so the tribe that was formed, I mean, I met an attorney, she did my contracts. I did, you you know, you, it's, the people that you know, and they've introduced me to people. They're like, you know, these have similar, you know, you two have similar interests, or can you talk to my client about the special ed world because I don't get it and you do, and so there's been a lot of referring back and forth and that kind of thing, and so it it's worth its weight in gold.
0: So I can't say well, enough about about coaching, obviously. <laughs> well, she pointed to me in the camera through the camera, so thank you for that, Cheryl. And you know, that's actually one of the reasons that I'm taking less and less one-on-ones. I mean. Uh, I'll be transparent. It's not scalable. And, you know, one to many is far more scalable. There, I can top out on time. And also because I did think that was the missing piece. I think all along the journey, people need to find their people. So Stu McLaren's group is called Tribe. But, you know, Rachel Rogers calls it your million dollar squad. And so you and I have had the advantage of having some training outside of the OT bubble. I've tried to bring all of that into the OT bubble to be able to say look at these incredible people. Look at these incredible people that are doing incredible things. I still <laughs> like I still get boggled that you and I connect and I mean, the US isn't that far from Canada. And I you know this. I actually grew up part of growing up. I spent in Sarasota. My parents were lucky enough to have a place. But I just still think it's a miracle. Like I still think it's a miracle that we all come together. You were doing your solopreneur thing, you know, another person in Alaska is doing their silopreneur thing. I think it's fabulous. So what I want to jump into next then, Cheryl, is You've talked about what was a great foundation which with the business coaching, with understanding the numbers, getting a roadmap, being introduced to these people. So that is a piece of advice that people can take when they want to grow a solid OT business. What else? Like what's another upon reflection, another thing that helped you really embrace that OT business owner role, CEO role, and grow your business? Yeah,
1: it's kind of it's interesting because I kept putting off going into it full time. Hmm. I kept going, no, no, I'm just going to do per diem like two or three days a week. And that's the other week. And I kept putting off like going into it full time. And what ended up setting it off is my father got sick and I had to leave my business. Hmm. And so I had to drop everything. I literally had just gotten my first office, not the one I'm in right now, that I was sharing with other professionals. That you own, remember. Right, now I know. Let's keep highlighting
0: that <laughs> badass move that you own. Okay, keep going. I
1: didn't have this one yet. I, no. was, I was in kind of like a co-op model with a special needs tutor and advocate and social worker. Anyway, I said, hey, this is great. I got to go and had to learn to delegate mm-hmm. from 2,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. Learn how I was going to spend my time because the routine was I got up really early in the morning started cleaning out my father's house, hospital by afternoon evenings for rounds, home, not home, my friend's home. (laughs) Thank you so much for helping me for so long and was doing work on it. So catching up on emails, delegating, keeping like in my, what was interesting was all of my clients just kind of went because I'm the ghost of their future, Mm. right? So I have a brother with autism whose stuff was not taken care of. I had to get guardianship. I had, and on top of like grieving what's happening, right? And so everything is being, I always, when I tell the story, I, when I pause, think of meanwhile while running a business, yeah. right? So I'm doing all these things. And then meanwhile, I'm still trying to run a business and not letting it collapse. Now, I'm not going to say it was pretty and puppies and rainbows. It was absolutely not. There was no profit that year. It was, it was what it was, but it didn't crash and burn. So it was kind of like, okay. I still managed to speak at conferences that summer. I still, you know, and then by the end of 2019, he was living with us and I had to juggle that. My brother was still in New York, so still constantly, me and Southwest are
0: like, we're tight,
1: (laughs) constantly flying off the place. And, you know, once again, supportive husband of the year, Mm -hmm. he would go to work really early, I leave the house at 10, a caregiver would come, he'd come home at three, work from home. And then I would come. So like, it was like juggling all of these things. It's amazing. Our marriage didn't crash and burn as well. So like, it's kind of, it is a mindset thing, but it was almost like it wasn't a choice. At that point I had to work my business full time Mm -hmm. because I couldn't work anywhere else. I'd already let my New York state license lapse. It was not like I was going to call up my old employer and be like, Hey, can I work some period pretty hours while I'm in town? Mm-hmm. No. So it was managing. I only, I think I only lost one client during the whole thing and they are like, we'll wait. Wow. They either I waited, always... had a sub had, you know, it, wow. you know, yeah, I
0: think it was just one. Wow. What a story. There's so much to say. I will say that OTs deliver amazing, amazing, amazing services. Don't ever doubt it. Don't ever doubt that you are not completely changing people's lives and they will love you. People are always like, oh, but I need to be this perfect expert. I'm like, no, you don't. You're going to get out there and you're going to be amazing because I've never met an OT who's like, we have a lot of customer complaints. I'm like, no, you don't. You have people that think you're a rock star you have very, very hot clients after you, which is so great. So, you know, I think it was Corey Rowan in a podcast in season one. It's a great podcast that we recorded. Check it out. It's about culture and teams. But one of the things, she built a business as well as a single mom of twins. And we talked a bit about not having a plan B. Do you think that's a part of it? Am I hearing that properly in your experience? I think so. I think I kind of looked at it like
1: what employer is going to give me four months off to go spend mm-hmm. in New York? Mm-hmm. And then going, by the way, I have these speaking engagements I've already mm-hmm. planned out. So I have to leave for that. And then I have to leave again to go pick up my father and move him here. And then I have to leave again to go get my brother and move him down here. Like no employer yeah. is going to give you that much FMLA. So there what like I didn't feel like there was any other
0: choice. So I was on bed rest with both my pregnancies. And the first one, second one was like seven months. That kid nearly tried to kill me. And believe it or not, the first one was harder, even though it was 12 weeks because I felt far more... Well, first of all, I knew it worked. So the second one, I was like, I'll just clock in. The first one, I was still every day like, what if this doesn't work? What if I give birth to like a two-pound baby, right? But also, I remember like one of the most amazing life lessons, and I am getting to a question here, was I remember calling up a friend and saying really kind of victim-y things like, and I also got gestational diabetes and it was right around Easter and that's what broke my back. I like had a sob attack. I can't even eat candy. I was so it. And I remember feeling, well, like I was in the hospital, I had surgery, like it was a whole thing, right? And I remember I kept saying, I don't have a choice, I don't have a choice, I don't have a choice. And she's like, oh, but you do. And I said, no, I don't. Like if I stand up, she's like, yeah, but you could stand up. And I was like, dang, you're right. So I think I hear some of that in you, Cheryl. I think I hear some of that of I'm not only going to do it, but I'm going to try to thrive in it a little like I don't hear the super heaviness I hear that it was hard and I hear that it took a lot of work and it was messy and I hear profit etc but you know I also get the we talked about body language I do get the advantage of seeing you over the video right now and I'm not hearing yeah I'm not hearing any victim in it it feels like you made kind of a choice to be like oh all right this is what what is going to look like then almost a positivity to it am I am I getting that right yeah that's part yoga <laughs> oh yes. Why did I not put two and two together? Of course. Duh.
1: Everything, you know, toy theory, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's just, it's like, what, how, how are you going to spend your energy? Yeah, And it's going to take a lot more energy to play the victim yeah. and be Debbie Downer than it was to, okay, it is what it is and how am I going to spread the energy around so that I can do everything I need to do in one day. And so, you know, I haven't, had I not had <laughs> that many years of exposure to yoga and training and doing my own practice, I probably would have collapsed. I mean, I was, I'm not going to say I wasn't tired. I was exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. I was physically exhausted. These two things, you can't separate them, right? Your brain and your body are connected. And so, yeah, I was, I because everybody's like, well, how'd you do it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a blur
0: mm-hmm, right sure.
1: mm-hmm. but you just you just kept going <laughs> and you just kept having to try to figure it out and so yeah it's like how are you going to expend that energy if you don't it's you could call it the spoons theory if anybody's yeah, heard that one my sister does that
0: yeah my sister talks about the spoons theory all the time
1: so it's kind of the same concept why don't you explain so you're gonna a little ex- more
0: for people that don't know it
1: so depending on how you use it, you only get so many spoons in a day. So saying taking a shower maybe takes three spoons. And so if you're gonna get lost in your head and go into victim mode, that three spoons may turn into six.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's kind of how are you going to expend, you know we start, we're OTs, we talk about energy conservation all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not a foreign concept. And it was just kind of like, okay, how am I going to expend my energy today? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be mad at the world or am I just going to do it? Mm-hmm. And so you just have to, you have to find that balance. It doesn't mean I didn't get mad and frustrated and welcome to being human mm-hmm. and going through hard stuff. Mm-hmm. It's,
0: it's going to happen. Yeah. I love that. I love, I well, so I'm laughing that I missed the complete obvious answer right in front of me. So thank you for that, Cheryl. And as well... I think it's really powerful, and I want people to hear loud and clear that the way to grow a business is just to take another step, right? A long time ago, people know that I'm not married. A long time ago, a friend of mine said to me, you know what the secret to not getting divorced is, or to staying married is? And I said, what? She's like, you don't get divorced. I was like, that's a good one. (laughs) Same thing, right? You know what the secret is to growing a business? You just keep going. And it's so hard, and yet it's also so simple. And you've just painted this really beautiful picture of how, when things go sideways, because they always will personal life or business, you know, we didn't, that's not the main theme of this. This was what happens when your personal life comes in. But yeah, I think it's a really powerful lesson.
1: I mean, it made the pandemic look like a breeze to be. No
0: kidding. Honest. You're like, pandemic, shmandemic. So now we're just online. You okay, want to try 2019?
1: <laughs> I know. Just when. <laughs> I will never have having those. a
0: good nap here in the pandemic.
1: <laughs> I did. Oh my gosh. I was good. like, Ooh, slow down. Oh, yeah. this is nice. Oh like, my I can, gosh. I can take my iPad outside and do it from the Lanai. This is beautiful.
0: This <laughs> is amazing.
1: And so, you know, Florida forgot there was a pandemic, so I yes, went back in true. person. That's true. <laughs> I went back in person pretty, pretty quickly, but yeah, no, I think that was probably my favorite part. It was like, I had my little tripod and my little yeah. iPad and I was outside for hours and I was, you could hear all the birds chirping and I'm like, this
0: is therapy for me yeah. too,
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah. And like so,
0: the world slowed down when you needed it too, in a way.
1: Right, and yeah. so it's just, you know, it's, I don't have rose-colored glasses or anything. It's like, yeah. however, it's what goes back to like energy conservation. Like, how are yeah. you going to expend
0: your energy negativity takes so much more yeah I 100 percent agree it's and it's just not it's not the energy I want to put out in the world anymore mm-hmm. maybe you and I are you know in the older folks set. Of, yes. as an oT of 28 or something years I'm ready to sit <laughs> back on my 51 and a half year old chair and say don't bother don't bother with that energy it's just a waste it's exhausting you're right yeah all right. As we wrap up, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions to, to wrap up. Are you good with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one, what is your biggest personal money splurge, Cheryl? Travel. Yeah? Where's the last place you went or where do you want to be going?
1: The next place I'm going is actually with the Global Autism Project. That does not count. That's volunteering. and But after that's yes. done, if Indonesia does happen, I'm going to go spend a week in Bali. And I'm turning off my phone. Oh, my brother's sorry. group home can have somebody on call. I am not it, and it's, I'm gonna go eat, pray, love it up. <laughs> um, was the and point. then if I have enough points, I'll bump that international flight to first class to come
0: home. Oh, that is solid. What made you choose Bali?
1: Because I'll be in Jakarta, yeah. so it's it's right there. Although it you know it could be Fiji, it could be. Yeah, I just solitude somewhere. So if I end up in the Dominican, I will find a resort someplace and yeah. park it. Like it, it. It really doesn't matter. Just...
0: Oh, that sounds amazing. Okay. Enjoy. What about business-related? What's your biggest business-related money splurge? Yoga training. Yeah. Okay. good. <laughs> Just did one last weekend. <laughs> Perfect. You and I are the same. You and I are of the, like, I will spend some really good money on training, whatever it is that floats your boat or that feels like, obviously, it's an investment in your business. And also, I'm ready to spend business money on any kind of leveling up. I, you know, I really, the return on the investment is always there for me, too. Where do you have paid or, well, we've talked about paid help in your business. Let's talk about life. Do you have any paid or unpaid help in your life?
1: we do have somebody that comes and mows the lawn and does the pool and that kind of thing. Just My husband and I are both busy people and we just decided that we didn't need to be doing that on our Saturdays and Sundays. Unpaid is my husband. He's the one that keeps, I'm the one that's out of the house for 12 hours a day. And so he's the one that keeps, so shout out to him to keep the house organized and the dogs alive and
0: <laughs> everything else. That um, is great. well you've highlighted something that a lot of OTs don't love to discuss or even think about and that is you're buying back some of your time on the weekends Mm -hmm. it is less expensive for you I mean if you're working 50 55 hours a week first of all you need rest Mm -hmm. and but you do need you're 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 literally buying back your time. And if your time is valued at, I don't know, 120, 150, 250, I talk about $10,000 tasks all the time about what a CEO doing. You making another revenue stream is a $10,000 task, no matter how much you charge hourly, right? And that goes for every CEO, by the way. And OT business owner, you can pay somebody to do your pool, I'm assuming for $30 an hour, let's say right? And that is such a weird concept because we're such like, we're a humble profession. We're not used to spotlights. We're like, oh, but I can, like I practiced in pediatrics in the back of more closets and more schools with more duct tape and pipe cleaners than you can shake a stick at. I can make (laughs) any group treatment with like a pipe cleaner and a ball. (laughs) I don't need any equipment. You are even showing off now, Cheryl. (laughs) Fine. I'll take you up on that. I'm competitive enough that now I want to try. I wouldn't be as good, it's clear. But yeah, and I think that that concept of, and you're nodding, and I'm so appreciative of like literally buying back your time so that you can sit and veg and recoup. You don't even need to be doing that $10,000 task at that moment. You don't even need to be seeing one more client at that moment. If it buys you back rest so that when you go and up-level and up-level and up-level like you're doing and doing new things, yeah, that's great. I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, last question. If I can wave my magic money wand and put seven figures in your bank account, what would you do with it?
1: It's a mix of things. I've listened to your podcast, so I was prepared
0: for this conversation. <laughs> They're but, not very mystery anymore because people are yeah. listening to the podcast all the time. I'm like, I be like, oh my gosh, out. I got
1: to so many downloads. And I'm like, yeah. That, that's, yeah. <laughs> so one thing I would like to do is everybody employee benefits, yeah. uh, 401k, like all of the, I don't know how to do PTO and that kind of thing. So it's something I'm working at for toward the end of the year. I started doing my own health insurance to the business recently. And so now I'm like, okay, so how does this work? And then if it's an employee, how does that work? And, you know, trying to figure, and I don't like, I'm finding somebody for HR to deal with PTO and like, (laughs) we just delegate all of that out. It's a private HR firm and just say, okay, you do it. Yeah. And then, you know, those kind of Benefits that you so I could be competitive. I'm still pretty small, and so I'm not competitive with the big. I've lost OTAs, especially to home health that pays significantly more. And so I would like to stop that from happening. Mm
0: -hmm. Anything else? And more courses. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I knew there was something else in there. That's fantastic. Well, I just, you're such an example. And one of the things that I love about speaking to you today and learning more about you and your business is that you really do represent like the quiet, steady doer. And as somebody that's notoriously not quiet, you really are an example of somebody that's doing it well. And you don't need the biggest social media presence. You don't need it to be super shiny and perfect all the time. You don't need a thousand offers out there. And hopefully part of this interview will also encourage others to vet their source. Like there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of yelling from the rooftops that have an audience on social media or an email or podcast um, that might not have the numbers and the growth and the scale and the mindset and the skill to back it up. And just because they're louder doesn't mean they're growing in a financially sustainable way. And I love bringing forward somebody like you who has just done so many right things, even though it's been messy. And I just want people to hear that because I really do think that's your secret sauce. And I think it's actually the real secret sauce to growing a business and scaling a business. So thank you so much. Thank you. If people want to find you, where can they find you? So when you see my social media, I have contracted (laughs) that. Smart woman.
1: (laughs) I don't like it. And um, I don't do Canva. And I don't even pretend to So shout out to Abby. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) So my website is www. It's going to be one big long word. I was not thinking. So people take notes. Don't do this to yourselves. It's soul to soul yoga srq.com, all spelled out. And then Facebook and Instagram is soul to soul yoga srq.
0: Wonderful. Thanks so much for today. Thank you. I appreciate it. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.